Welcome to A Conversation with Chief, where together we visit with special friends from across Native North America who will encourage, inspire, and equip us in our walk with Jesus Christ. Join us now for an engaging conversation with Chief. We're so glad that you have joined us for Conversations with Chief. We are continuing with part two of our interview with Craig Smith. And, and so when you have a heavenly perspective, there's an old saying, he's so heavenly perspective is no earthly good. I, I argue the opposite. We've got to be heavenly perspective and mindful if we're going to be of any earthly value, because when we're only of earthly value, it's, uh, it's those things of earth that take us away from the Lord. That's right. Isn't it that little chorus says to turn our eyes on Jesus? Look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and his grace. Wow. I found that. See, all of that. Yeah. Yeah. All of that is, is, uh, and I just totally agree, Craig, that that is intimacy with the Lord. And I I think of of, uh, different ones that, uh, you know, you and I have met, I think of in ministry. Uh, and again, my father being one of those, uh, but just truly understood the presence of God. I think of, of different ones, uh, uh, you know, that really understood uh, the, the intimacy, the presence of God. And again, it's not about us. It's not about the person or the message, uh, but it's, it is all about the power and the authority and even the details. I get I, I talk to Lois all the time, and it's just amazing how the Lord is uh, so intricately involved in details, the smallest of details with our lives. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Well, well one, more, one more just little insight. Sure. It's been such a blessing to me here. On a, I think it's worth repeating. One of the best definitions of the glory of God I've ever heard was uh, in a devotional that was shared um, by one of the Alliance district leaders, mm-hmm. uh, East Indian, East Indian brother, Thomas George is his name. He was giving a devotional at the board of directors meeting for the Christian Missionary Alliance. I've been privileged to serve not only on the chief board, but on the board like yes. the NMA, our worldwide work and, and overseeing that. And Thomas George, a dear brother, uh, he was sharing his devotion. He said, when you talk about the glory of God, it's kind of like, uh, you know, if, if you were, um, if you're a guy that for the very first time comes up to the Grand Canyon, and if you've been to the, if your listeners or viewers ever spent on the canyon, you know what I'm talking about. You, you walk up to the edge of that canyon and you look out over that vastness and realize my, you know, this is, this is part of God's creation. Uh, isn't it amazing? Well, Thomas George said, the best definition of, of the glory of God is this. What man ever has come up to the edge of that canyon, looking out at its vastness in amazement, and, and puts his hands up in the air and says, what a great man I am. <laughs> Nobody does. You, you're, not, you're not drawn to yourself, man. You're drawn to the majesty and might and power of right. God. That's right. And that's what... That's how we need to view our lives and ministries. You know, it's not the success of a Huron clause or even 
some degree, a Craig Smith or anyone else, a Tom Claus even. A lot of these gods use them in great and mighty ways, but but there is a sense of of coming to the edge of the canyon. We're we're leading people to the edge of the canyon as we preach the gospel to see the majesty and might of God. Why would we ever want to put our arms up and say, what a great guy I am? Out of out of context to the glory and majesty of God's creation and him, it draws us to him. And that's yes. what ministry is all about. Uh, great, great. That's the glory of God being manifest. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Well, uh, a couple other things I want you to touch on, Craig, while we have time. And uh, I know that uh, since your accident, you know, you've been restricted, but at the, at the same time, and again, it's just amazing how God uh, just opens doors where he may close some doors. He opens doors. And, uh, I think of uh, tribal rescue. Uh, I know the Lord has opened that for you. Tell us a little bit about that now and what God's doing. Sure. Well, uh, as you know, and some of your viewers know, uh, for about six years, LaDonna and I were privileged to work hand-in-hand with a dear brother, Ron Hutchcraft, and uh, his native youth ministry called On Eagle's Wings. And I saw God taking a simple training component that Ron and his ministry developed and equipping these timid, shy, backwards, backwoods, res native youth in how to convey the gospel, how to share your story, how to talk about Jesus. And these kids would go out on these Summer of Hope's trips and we would travel with them uh, uh, and equip them and help them. And I, I saw how Ron was doing this kind of teaching and I thought, uh, man, if God can use these res kids as wounded and and uh, from such tough backgrounds as they come from, God takes that junk and turns it into something he uses for his glory. And they are one of the most powerful rescue tools uh, I've ever seen in my life in terms of peer-to-peer evangelism. And, and we thought, my, we need to get this training into more churches so we can help everyday believers become everyday spiritual rescuers. So we launched in 2009, we launched Travel Rescue Ministries. And the idea was for us to start going into churches and equip, sit down and equip everyday people, the lay people, equipping them just like we did with these native youth, equipping everyday believers to learn how to share their faith in Christ with their peers. Because it is those people in the pews in our churches, native and non-native churches, any church, uh, who are closest to lost people. And mm-hmm. the lost people are closest to the gospel through the people in the pews. But the people in the pews don't know what to say when they share, you know, when, when they, uh, you know, how to turn a rest, uh, everyday conversation into a spiritual rescue opportunity. Well, we saw that training effectively equip these native young people. And uh, that was our intent. And so we launched on, on uh, April 1st, 2009. June 9th, 2009. Le- just uh, a- April 1st, May 1st, June 1st, June 9th. A little over two months after we launched this ministry. Boom. We end up in the north. Uh, between the, in the median between north and southbound lanes of Interstate 25 near uh, Glorieta, New Mexico. And uh, with this horrible accident, we were almost snuffed out. And uh, so, I mean, that whole thing kind of got put on hold. But it it didn't mean our rescue uh, uh, work ended. My circumstances changed, but my orders hadn't. 
Wishkegan is Quebec. You you know where Wishkegan is up in the oh East. yes Hudson yes. Bay. That was one of the stops on that New York City and Chicago and number of places we were going to be at that summer. Well, I woke up two months later out of a coma, opening my eyes, and I'm in a trauma center. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, and I woke up among a new tribe. I call them the medical tribe. <laughs> they're, they're a tribe, you know. They all wear the same mm-hmm. long white coats. They all <laughs> speak a language none of the rest of us speak. You know, uh, uh, you ever heard a doctor dictate into a, his little thing? On, you know, I wouldn't mm-hmm. any of that, you know. And then I found out they have tribal customs and rituals that are they all involve sharp objects <laughs> and they're all used upon me you know so well <laughs> they became my mission field and so just sharing the gospel with nurses we, we've seen nurses come to faith in christ because mm-hmm. seeing christ in us in Ladonna and i in our injuries uh and 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 so yeah we we continued on to that so that's the birthing of tribal rescue ministries birthing in the flames and fire of, of trauma. And as we emerged out and, and began to get better and started getting out and trying to fulfill the mission God had given to us, we have a wonderful board of directors that, that have guided us. And uh, they began to think, you know, for me and with us, uh, LaDonna and I about, you know, Craig, we don't know how long the Lord's gonna keep you here. You, you've been spared the grave for now, but you've got, still got a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. You know, how long are you going to be here? And so they challenged us to begin thinking about ways we can leave some stuff behind to, um, uh, because we can't just go out, uh, you know, live on the road like we used to 200 days a year, you know, out of 365, yes. that heavy travel road life, one itinerate from one place to the next. Um, and, and so praying about it, we started the need to do more writing more book writing uh as you know white man's gospel pre was written before the accident it was uh first book I ever wrote and and so we've gotten three three more books out since then um uh one of the things we have uh had at the forefront kind of shaping our future is uh we call indigenous indigenous faith yes, and, yes. Uh, it's a it's a compilation compilation of training materials, biblically-based training for indigenous believers on how to live biblically healthy lives in the context of an indigenous culture. You know, we need to disciple our native people with the gospel of Christ and, and sure. with not only with the gospel, but with the foundations, foundations, uh, uh, foundation of faith, you know, all those basic principles and so on. How do yes. we build healthy followers of Christ? I, I've come to the conclusion here on that, um, the fundamentals of the faith, while as important as they are, those are maybe launching points for some cultures. But I, I really believe that if that's what we're giving to our native people, we're missing some of the important challenges that our people face because of the historic animism, because of mm-hmm. the spirit worship and the how it intertwines twines with our culture. Our people need to know how to handle the supernatural world and the old animism the spirit worship and all that is tied i i remember in tears in tears with some of these young native christians followers of christ and the on eagle swings team who they're going back as the only believers in their community in their family and they knew when they go back 
if they stay, stand for Christ, they're going to be ostracized in their community. They're going to be ostracized even within their families. And sometimes that happened. And, and the pressure was on to go, you got to keep doing these traditional ceremonies with us and all these things. Well, how does a how does a believer in Christ coming out of that kind of background process those things? To me, that's the missing link in discipleship. And uh, so we began to develop uh, materials based upon upon those things and begin to try to address. As you know, there's been a kind of a, a, a movement of teaching contrary to what the Word of God lays out, mm -hmm. called redeeming a culture movement. And we've yes. had that. part of this is in response to that here on. But the main yes. thing, what does the Word of God have to say on how we as Indigenous people need to live out our life in the context of of these spirit infused cultures? Not uh, our spirituality in native america is not just within the religions it is woven intricately throughout the culture mm -hmm. so sort that out so we've been prayerfully seeking the word looking at scriptures and developing we developed a training uh, material uh, uh, and put it into a six dvd format uh with student workbooks and leaders guides that we're now making available to indigenous churches called indigenous faith and mm -hmm. so small group sessions, they can go through this training and they can learn how to, uh, how to uh, uh, apply the biblical truths to the cultural issues. And uh, along with that, uh, I, as we continued studying the word and more biblical truth was coming to us and clarifying things. And that went into a new book we wrote a few years ago, uh, I wrote called Indigenous Faith and let us, also, from that to what we're doing now, and uh, not even a year into our audio Indigenous Faith podcast, and so every week we're 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 doing more and more uh, uh, speaking on these issues in a thirty-minute weekly audio podcast, and it's growing. We're 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 getting inquiries not only from our native people in in North America, but it's expanding now internationally. We're getting inquiries. Missionaries in Africa yes. and America is an example on um, the indigenous people they're working with. They're struggling with various kinds of issues in the culture. And they're saying, we heard you've got material on this. Can you help us? So we've sent things out. And, and so the indigenous faith materials is growing. And, and it's reaching not only our indigenous people in North America, but it's beginning to expand. So one of the things we're excited about in 2022 is we're going to be having our first, uh, what could become an annual Indigenous Faith International Leadership Training Conference, where, say, missionaries from the different evangelical denominations who are coming home on furlough for a year, uh, mm -hmm. they come to rest, they come to fundraise, they come to get continuing education hours, and so on. Well, we would offer the Indigenous Faith material to these missionaries who are home on furlough, where they can then learn some of the principles. And this is, you know, you and you and I both know that throughout the history of Indian Indian ministry, na native ministry, the missionaries always been trying to figure us out, you know. They're, they're yes, yes, that's when, right. And anything designed, developed to try to assist them, it's always still come from outside of native culture. The uniqueness of the indigenous faith material, it's all been birthed out of the native experience, native Christian experience. LaDonna and I have gone through in our upbringing, being born and raised in a reservation, you know, living hand, hand in hand with, uh, with traditionalism all around us. 
and, and yet uh, a strong Christian faith. And so um, this is indigenous developed material for indigenous people and churches that the missionaries can be, if they're willing to hear from our, our heart, maybe there's right. that they could not perhaps gain. And when you boil it all down, by and large, most of the missionaries serving among native people come from a Western worldview, a Western mm -hmm. culture which when you look at the Western culture historically, uh, they don't believe in the supernatural world. Now, I'm not saying the Christians don't. I mean, you have to if you be a follower of Christ. You know, yes. in, in a pre-Christian uh, modern American culture, the supernatural world doesn't exist. You, they deny it. They, oh, that's superstition and so on. So when a Western person comes to faith in Christ, they have no spiritual framework by which to evaluate. They don't understand the demonic. They don't understand the supernatural world. They don't understand the power of the medicine, mm -hmm. sacred things. And, and so when they're trying to, when they're out in the field and they're all of a sudden a native person comes to them and says, man, I got, I got dishes flying off the shelves in my kitchen in the middle of the night. And I have these spiritual manifestations. What do I do? And it's like, well, I know, I know about Jesus, but I don't know how to handle that. That I've never yes. been So I think this is perhaps one of the challenges that the, the modern Western church, which has done historically the bulk work of the ministry among our people, uh, have not been able to adequately address. We're trying to fill that gap with yes. this important training material that now is going. So, uh, we're excited here on to share that on um, uh, August the 10th through the 13th, we will have this first ever international uh, training conference uh, on indigenous faith. And it's for indigenous leaders from these around the world and those that serve among them. So our Great. goal is for indigenous leaders and missionaries come. But at the same time, we know we need to continue to expand that here in the United States and Canada. So we're opening it up to you know, those that are from native ministry to come and get that training as well. So, uh, but again, so that is, that is in August. Is that in right? August, yeah. On the campus yeah. of Oak Hills Christian college in Bemidji, Minnesota, Northern Minnesota, August 10 through 13. And if people would like to know more about it, they could go to our website, tribalrescue.com, T-R-I-B-A-L rescue.com. And right on the main page is the blue background there, and it talks about the conference. And uh, click here to learn about it and register. Uh, and uh, they can learn all about the conference and, and, and sign up for it and plan to come and join us for uh, this first ever. We're excited. It's, it's not just going to be us, LaDonna and I, presenting these truths, but uh, we've got our dear friend and your, your dear friend as well, Dr. Vern Chirac, yep. who's coming. Yes. Outstanding speaker. Some more biblical insight, all tied into these concepts, and yep. led in meaningful worship with our dear friends Randy and Evangeline Jackson, uh, yep. and Stone Band, and so it's going to be an all Native ministry team ministering to Excellent. missions. Imagine that. that; that's pretty cool. Uh, and yes, we're going to be here. I, I think it's going to be a wonderful uh, three days of, of meeting there, and uh, yeah, we're. First time, we'll see what, what God does in and through it and where he takes it, uh, who knows. But, uh, Very good. Well, I would, encourage, I would encourage everybody to, uh, you know, consider that. And if you can't even, if you can't make it, be in prayer. 
yeah. because that's going to be a mighty uh, time. Thanks for joining us in today's conversation. We trust you've been encouraged by what you've heard. The mission and purpose of Chief is to disciple and equip a strong Native American leadership for the development of the indigenous church throughout North, Central, and South America. If you'd like to learn more about the ministry of Chief and how you can be involved, please visit us online at chief.org. Thanks for your interest, and we'll look forward to you joining us again next time for another Conversation with Chief.